Welcome to Season 2, Episode 14 of the Marketing Matters Podcast. I'm sat here today, and as usual, at Glossop Gasworks on a quite a cloudy day in Glossop today. Uh, But as usual, I'm sat here with my fellow podcast presenter, David. So hi, David. Hi there. Hi. And I'm sitting here looking at the weather very uh, intently because I'm actually going on that rarest of things, a holiday on uh, Saturday. So we're, and we're going in this country, obviously. So I'm, I'm hoping the weather might get a bit better towards the end of the weekend, but it is promising to do so. But if I'm sounding a little demob happy, that's why. But anyway, on to uh, the subject for today. And last year, it was actually in April last year, in episode six, uh, we talked about the importance of data and measuring marketing, but also some of the dangers and the ideas of data overload and the like. And today we wanted to sort of dig a bit deeper into that topic and explore things like dashboards, but also the importance of connecting your data into your into your day-to-day business. So, um, David, I suspect you may have some thoughts on this this subject. Yeah, I think you've you've thrown quite a few buzzwords there in your uh, in I your like a good buzzword, <laughs> but I, th- I think really just to pick up on a couple of them, I, th- I think these days most people understand the concept of analytics, particularly in terms of Google Analytics. Analytics, which is, I think, one of those things that most people know exist but don't really understand and often have never looked at, or if they have looked at it, they sort of run away fairly quickly because it can get quite complicated. And the other word you used was dashboards, which, again, you, you see them in a lot of web applications that you, you log in and you'll get to a dashboard of some description. But I think what we're talking about here is a, a range of tools that have become increasingly available over the, the past year or so, where you can actually have a, a dashboard that you create yourself and get the information that you need for your business. And I, th- I think that the bottom line is that I, I've felt for a long, long time that, uh, and it's, a, it's an old saying, that that knowledge is power but I think I will go further that knowledge is power but only really if you use it and know how to use it and and what we're saying here is that in in the world we're in there is just data everywhere and the problem is people get overwhelmed by it and so it's about getting that happy balance where you've got enough data to tell you what you need to know so that, that can really help you make sure your business is going in the right direction but at the same time, not too much data that you just get overwhelmed by it. Yeah, and I, and I think, I mean, you talked about the difference between data and knowledge and information. And I think, I suppose what we're talking about here is data is is not particularly useful in its in its raw sense. It's about how do you go about converting that data into useful knowledge and information about your business that informs the way that you, you run it. And I guess it's about where you're starting from. Are you starting from the data for data's sake or are you actually starting from your business and saying, what do I need to know to more effectively run my business and how do I go about generating that information? And often data can be the sort of the raw product that you use to generate that information yeah I, I think I mean I think probably the, the traditionally the most classic data in in business is accountancy data but the numbers that you get there tend to be historic they are a data that reflects what has what's happened in your business and so it's obviously very important and we all have to submit our accounts to our glorious leaders every year but I think that whereas accountancy data is reflective of what has happened when you start looking into other business 
performance data and particularly marketing data, while clearly it's measuring what has happened, it's what's happened much earlier in the marketing in the business cycle, typically ahead of actually securing business and generating revenue, which is obviously where the accountancy kicks in. And so in some senses, that makes it much more interesting, if not perhaps a little bit more haphazard because you are starting to use data to try and predict the future, which is not the easiest thing to do. Ah, On the various sort of stock market experiments that have demonstrated that it's completely a complete waste of time trying to predict the future from the past. Well, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the one that suggested that if you actually threw a dart at a... Oh, no, actually, you you found an interesting one which compared... It was was looking at different forms of gambling. And I think, well, I think there's two here. This is a little bit... It's going to get slightly off the subject here, but it is quite... No, it's, all, it's, about, it's about data that one was that if you took, I think the magic number was $50 or $100 in the year 1900 and invested it in the stock, the single stock that was going to perform best in 1900. And then at the end of the year, you cashed in and repeated the process for 1901, 1902 and what have you. This is assuming you're doing it in hindsight, so you know what's going to perform you, best. You are, you are yeah. so predicting unfo- the future, yes. So unfortunately, it's not a good not, way. <laughs> but if you could do that you would after a hundred years have i think it was something like more money than exists in the world or more wealth than exists in, so it's some quite ph- a good investment phenomenal amount of money but conversely if you clearly that's not possible because that's predicting the future if conversely you took that same hundred dollars in 1900 and invested it in the stock that had performed most effectively in 1899 and then at the end of the year cashed in and repeated that process clearly something that you can actually do by the year 2000 you would barely break even in terms so, of inflation in ter- in, well just yeah. you you would it, it is a completely different world to the the, the fantasy world of predicting the future so yeah. I think that's there's there's a lesson in there, but no, the other the other side of it was the fact that a study of gambling, where they said that they they looked at all sorts of different types of gambling and which was the most reliable as a way of generating cash, and they decided the best one was to take the relevant page of the Financial Times, put it on a wall, and throw a dart at it, and then buy shares in whatever stock the dart landed in, and that on balance that was the most reliable way of making money. So. Um, Two quite different stories, but read into them what you will. But the bottom line is that data can be very useful and it is the only way of, of managing what you're doing. But the other thing is that a lot of people, whether it's in stocks or in marketing, they will be looking at historic data and trying to use that to sort of interpret rather than predict or in- extrapolate the future. And I think the first of your stories there is a, a salient example, uh, maybe a cautionary tale about how there can be great dangers in that and you have to to be a bit more intelligent than just thinking well what's worked in the past and, and well, what's I, the future. I, I think yeah in terms of the the only data we've got is data on what has yeah. happened because obviously anything else is irrelevant or, or unreal but I think what it's really saying is that what you need to do before you start looking at the data is to have a plan as to what it is you're trying to do and then as you start to use data to to plan which steps to take to achieve your goals to make sure that you keep it under review so that as the 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 prediction 
of the future turn into the reality of what has happened, you can make sure that you are editing and tweaking and refining your uh, approach mm. to uh, keep you on track. And I suppose, yeah, because it's very often when you make plans, you will make assumptions and you will say, well, I, I, I am... I think you have to. You have yeah. to. So you, you, and you will say, well, I'm going to assume that this is going to happen in the future. And, and I think one thing that data can be, or this can be very useful, is you can, in, after a period of time, you can test your assumptions and say, well, actually, I made this six months ago, I made this assumption that this was going to happen. Actually, using the data now, can I say, did it happen? And if it did, great. You can, you can sort of say, well, okay, that assumption was correct and move forward. If it didn't, you can, you can adjust your assumptions based on, on what you're going to, you, you, you now know as, as more fact. And I think it's, it's like a lot of things. You start with not knowing a, a great deal of, about what you're trying to do. And as you go forward, you ask questions and make assumptions and then test those and you learn more. And on the basis of that, you refine the way you're doing things. And I think the, the data in those circumstances is about what you're, so it's about knowing what questions to ask, setting up the data to test those assumptions and answer those questions and then reviewing it again in a period after that. Yeah, but I also think that the interesting thing about when, when we're talking about marketing and business planning, particularly in the world of, of SMEs and, and owner-managed businesses, that the starting point is that as, as a, a business owner, you are likely to have a fair amount of knowledge and experience of your own business. So your your gut feelings as to how things are can often be quite a useful starting point that you're not working from complete scratch. You've got experience, you've got knowledge so that if we accept that trying to predict the future is guessing, then certainly what you have is you're not just guessing, you are making educated guesses based on what you've, you've seen and know in the past. And I think there can be times when I think it's appropriate to, to, to use those that, that experience because if you just say, no, I need to work on the, the best information and I've got to get that historic information first, then you can spend a lot of time and a lot of money just trying to get to first base. Often, most of it you probably know already. Yeah, and and I always often uh, I look at surveys that are done on the TV or whatever, and and I assume there must be a university of the bleeding obvious that comes up with these reports because very often, as you say, the the reports that they're coming out with and the inf- the data they're coming out with is just stating what what is anybody with half a brain would already know. And I think the key is though that's a if you just take that approach and say, well, I know everything, it can be very dangerous. So. It is about being willing to test your and challenge your assumptions. But I think you do have to accept that in the majority, I was going to say nine times out of 10, but probably in the majority of cases, if you know your business and you've been in it a long time, then actually the data will probably just confirm what you already know. I I think so. But but I think as as you're going along and as you're obviously gathering new data and more data, it's important that you again gather that data in a structured way so that you are looking at at what you're seeing happening objectively. Mm. And I think this this is the one of the areas where dashboards become very valuable because I, I've said many times that when you're planning in the first place, it's valuable to to write your plans down so you've got it crystallized to what it is you said you're going to yeah. do and I think likewise with setting up data dashboards what they do is they give you a crystallized 
picture of what is happening and what has happened to the data that you're, you're measuring over time that you can't then fudge it. It is what it is. Yeah. So how would, if you're setting up, because dashboards, can't remember whether we, we mentioned this earlier, but basically a dashboard is anything that will turn raw numbers and data into nice pretty graphs and pictures and, and dials and things. that are, It basically visualizes that data. So if you were looking to set up a dashboard, what would your sort of starting point be? Is it about trying to guess every single bit of information you might want and create a full dashboard that looks perfect on day one? Or is there a sort of a, a bit of a leading question here, I guess? But is there a be- might there be a better way of doing it? <laughs> I, Of course. I think it's the old adage, keep it simple, that have a something, just pick two or three key or even one key piece of information that uh, I mean an obvious one that it surprised me how few people really do measure is how many people visit your website and and if all your if you accept that websites are a key or in my view the key marketing tool for many businesses then knowing how many people visit your website is a a good thing to know and and in principle if that number is going up then that's good and if that number is going down that's perhaps not so good so uh, if all your dashboard does is just give you a a moving picture of visitors to your website obviously you can then start to say well yeah but what if the visitors are better visitors or not such good visitors Maybe, but that's that's a, a secondary issue. At least if, if you know you're getting more visitors, you can then start to worry about whether they're the right sorts of visitors. Uh, and this is the sort of approach where I guess I was mentioning. So, so you, you start off by putting simple stuff there, like how many visitors am I getting to my website? And that immediately, as you've said, asks other questions. Well, are they any good? So on that, you could then put a, a measure on there saying, well, how much time are they spending on the website? How many pages are they visiting? Which will give you an indication of how good they are. How, you know, how, much, what, how many of them are, are bouncing or just looking at one page and going away again? So, and you can put in data to answer that question. Other questions might be, well, yeah, but where are they coming from? Or what are they looking at? So again, you could put in data to measure data sources or which pages they're visiting during the site. And as, as you build, as you sort of ask these questions, you can then build the dashboard to start to answer them. And the chances are, as you answer those questions, you'll ask new ones, which again, so the idea is then you build it up into a, an over, over or a growing source of information about your business and how you're interacting with your marketplace. But I th- and, and I think that ultimately, obviously, you, as part of your initial plans, you should have set goals as to what you're trying to achieve, whether that it might be orders and revenue, if it's mm. an e-commerce site, it might be leads or inquiries or downloads or you can choose what you like but to say right I want to get a hundred thousand pounds a day of orders through my site might be a, a, a perfectly reasonable goal but it's not something you can immediately do something about but if you are wanting to get a hundred thousand pounds of orders through your website every day or every week or whatever then you know that you need a certain level of traffic and that the visitors who come to the site have to act in a certain way and so by breaking it down and you can you start to move to be measuring things that you can more effectively influence and the fact is that if you can get more visitors to your site that is likely to be a step on the way to achieving your revenue goals. Yeah, and I think as as we start to draw it to a close, I'll I'll sort of preempt one of the 
there because we always come up with some recommendations at the end and i and i think one of them i'm going to to mention is this idea of goals and I, so it'd be worth just touching on i mean obviously goals in the the grand scheme of things people understand what they are but they have a quite a specific sort of meaning in in sort of google analytics and so is it worth just mentioning a quick about that or um, is that too techie for i us? i think if you come back to basic objective setting in in marketing you get the concept of the smart objective yeah. the objective that must be specific and measurable and achievable and realistic and timely and i think that applies just as much to when you're looking at goals in google analytics or or any sort of web data that you might be be measuring and so i think that really your what what you're saying is your goals should be the the waypoints uh, that that you can set towards achieving your your business goals, which are are likely to be uh, at least to some some extent financial, mm. and and so we're back to accounting again. Yeah. It's it's very measurable. But but I, but I think as well within within analytics there is the, the concept of goals, which are the sort of the the ultimate objective of the uh, what you're trying to get people to do on your website, and it could be things like placing orders, filling in forms, downloading things, watching videos, and all of these things are things you can set up as a, as a you can track when people are actually doing these things, and they can. But that I would say, uh, if you're starting to look at data as a way of managing your business, understanding. The Google Analytics concept of goals and how to set them up and, and things is, is quite an important thing. I, I think so, but I think it is only really useful if you kind of embrace the whole process and integrate it as part of your business processes. Yeah. The, the idea of somebody coming along and saying, oh, I can set up business goals, for, I can set up goals for you. If you're not engaged with it... Oh, no, no, I, I totally agree. It's got to come from... I, the first, we said at the top of the, the podcast, the idea that it's got to start with marketing, start with business. And you've got to start with the questions and saying, well, what am I trying to achieve with my website? Well, I need to get people downloading things. I need to get people watching my videos. Those are the first questions. And at that point, you say, well, how can I set up goals to measure that? Rather than just saying, right what are the six things six, i need to set up six goals on my website what are they going to be you've very much got to start from business but once you you need to start to want to answer these business questions then i, I suppose the point i'm making is that goals and the, the google analytics goals can be a really valuable method a valuable tool in actually answering those questions and i think this it comes back to where we were we, i'm conscious of the time but mm. where we were last week and talking about partnerships and i think this is an example of how if you just want to hand everything over to somebody else who isn't is not running your business then i think that's perhaps not a great idea but if you want to partner with somebody who has knowledge and an experience that maybe you don't have to help you drive plans and goals and processes mm. that you you are engaged with as, as central to your business then that can be a, a very powerful combination and collaboration yeah, I couldn't agree more. Okay, well, I think we'll, we'll start to wrap it up there. And uh, as I mentioned before, we always like to try and sort of finish our, our podcast with some ideas and some sort of things you can go away and do if, if this has resonated for, with you. So I'll kick off, rather than just asking David, I, I shall kick off with mine and I'll take the easy one. And I think the first thing I would suggest is absolutely as a starting point, go and have a look on your website and check, have you got 
Google Analytics installed. And if you haven't, then go and get it installed. It's a simple thing to do. And ultimately, everything else, if doesn't matter whether you start where, where you're starting from, if you don't have it installed on your website, you won't be able to answer any of your questions before you start answering asking them. So the first thing to do is go and make sure you've got Google Analytics installed on your website. So that's my tip number one. David? Yeah, I, w- I will just, just reinforce that because Google Analytics does not, is not retrospective. Once you set it up, it starts measuring, but it can't tell you what happened yesterday if it wasn't in place yesterday. So, and if you but if you set it up and don't use it, at least it's quietly there capturing yeah. information that you can use in the future. I think that that aside, what you've got to do is to actually switch your computer off and go and think about your business and think about what are your goals, what are your objectives, what are you trying to achieve with your business? And my mantra, but set yourself up a plan and write mm. that plan down. Yeah, and I think following on from that, once you've made a plan, I think the, th- the next thing I would suggest is avoid making knee-jerk reactions because it's very easy when you start getting into sort of data and you've, you've got a question and you, you've, you've set up some analytics to, to answer that question and you start to see it coming in. It's very easy to take knee-jerk reactions saying, oh, well, it isn't doing what I expected it to do or the plan, the, what I uh, did isn't having the, the, the expected effects and to stop doing it and decide to go in a completely different direction. And I think you have to remember that good marketing takes time. So once you've made a plan, live with it and use the analytics and use the data to basically say is my plan going in the right direction and rather than if it looks like it isn't just need you go and do something completely different use the data to try and fine-tune it rather than make wholesale changes to your plan and and work on a, a maybe three to six month time scale rather than two to three day time scale yeah and, and finally I think what I'm going to say perhaps should have been brought in before Duncan said what he said because we started off saying get your analytics switched on we then said have a plan and Duncan immediately then said don't have any knee-jerk reactions and I think knee-jerk reactions come from when you start to decide how you're going to use analytics and other web tools to help you achieve your goals and as, as Duncan says what you've got to do is to to set things in place so that and monitor and keep a, a review of it but um, yeah just to reiterate don't keep chopping and changing it's Mm. um these things do take time and in my experience most often you see the success of your efforts in retrospect you don't necessarily see it particularly while you're going along you just get to the stage where you can look back after three months or six months and say actually six months ago we were there we're now here Mm. we've done all right haven't we yeah, absolutely. And I think that would be a, a good place to finish it. So as usual, between our podcasts, if you want to listen to some other ones, you'll find them at podcast.bsamarketing.com. And as I said at the top, we looked at this subject in a, from a slightly different angle on episode six, and that is that is still back in our archive. So if you want to go and have a look, by all means do. Uh, you'll also find information in blog format on our, our website, bsamarketing.com, or we, you will always find us on social media, particularly on Twitter and LinkedIn uh, at BSA Marketing. So until next time, I will say goodbye and uh, happy marketing. Bye for now. Bye.